0: Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Oh my gosh, I just got off stage from doing my first ever TED talk. I almost can't even believe it still. Like the energy is still flowing through my body. But yeah, I almost have no words, but I wanted to just share with you this energy straight after because. Honestly, yesterday I did a final rehearsal in front of Chris and look, doing it in front of your family and friends and loved ones is like harder than doing it in front of strangers. And I forgot probably 80% of my speech, but today I got out there and I absolutely nailed it. I honestly think it was one of the best speeches I have ever done. It was delivered really in a natural way. I almost forgot a section, but then I managed to weave it in seamlessly at the end. I covered every single point that I wanted to, and I'm honestly just sitting here feeling so incredibly proud of myself because let's be honest, I've been told by so many people, Jess, you're not good enough yet. Wait until you're better to do the TED talk or whatever it is, right? There's so many times where people have loved to tell me you're not good enough yet. I want to share this because when you know you are capable of so much more, I want you to ignore those people, and sometimes one of those people is actually you, telling you that you're not ready, that you're not good enough, you need more practice. You need more time. You need to be better. You're not worthy of those opportunities. But there was not one reason why I should have been up there on that stage. If I was looking at, am I ready? Do I have the credibility to, and I am damn proud of myself, but I really want this to be the biggest permission slip for you, whether it is a Ted talk, whether it is something else, I want you to please, please, please never let anyone, especially yourself, tell you you're not ready for something because I went out there and did an amazing job at that. And it's not only going to help me, like it's amazing. I get to tick off an incredible bucket list moment off my list. But I know that by me facing those fears and saying, why not me? It allowed me to share my message that I know so many people needed to hear. After I delivered it, I had so many people just from the audience instantly say, thank you so much for sharing that. I've been going through that this year. Thank you for being that permission slip for me. So if you've got a message to share, this is your responsibility to yourself, but also to all of the incredible people and lives that you are going to touch from allowing yourself to step into your iconic leadership. Say, why the hell not me? And you know what? You're never going to be ready. If I just practiced in my office forever, I still would not be ready. But now I can say I've done a TED talk. And this is one of many that I know I will do. So I thought, why not jump on and record a podcast for you about how to land a TED talk. So I'm going to be sharing in this episode, a bunch of practical things like how on earth do you get a TED talk? How do you choose the topic for it? How do you prepare for it? Because I know I'm not the only one who has a Ted talk on their vision board right now. So I want to share with you everything I've learned because I'm going to be real with you. It is a whole different world and a whole different realm. And I actually sought out so much information. I was watching YouTube's late at night. I had reached out to so many people who had done it before, and I'm going to share the information with you so you don't have to spend so many hours looking for all of that info. But also in this episode I'm going to share with you a little bit around what actually got me here as well because from the outside and you may have heard me share this about 3 months ago I was feeling a little lost in my business and I usually feel lost when I'm not dreaming big because playing in fantasy land is really my comfort zone I guess and for a little while there I was kind of coasting so I set some major goals and I thought, why not a TED talk? Let me just put that on the vision board. And that started the journey to figuring out how do you do it? Within a couple of weeks, I started to take action on it and I pitched. No joke, I pitched on a Monday and by the Wednesday, I had an email slide into my inbox as I arrived to the beach and it said, Hey Jess, we love your idea. Can we set up a meeting to chat? And honestly, it snowballed from there. And here I am, less than one day away from delivering my first ever TED Talk. Now, even if doing a TED Talk is not on your vision board, this is still going to be a really insightful podcast for you to listen to. But I would encourage you to listen because there was once a version of me. Not that long ago, I promise you, it was probably like five years ago, but even two years ago, I would have thought, oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, hell no. I am not capable of public speaking for one, but secondly, to decide to do it on the biggest world stage at TEDx. And so me in the past, this honestly would have been my worst nightmare. I always remember back when I started my first ever business, and I was trying to think of ways to get myself some free marketing, some free awareness about my business. And even though public speaking was my worst nightmare, I realized that, okay, if I want some free marketing for my business, the benefits are going to outweigh my fear in this instance. So I asked someone if I could do a speech at their event, and they actually said yes. And I practiced for no joke, four entire weeks before that presentation. And guess what the presentation was? It was a five minute presentation saying, hi, my name's Jess. Here's a picture of me at New York Fashion Week. Thanks very much. That was basically the gist of the speech. Not very difficult and the shortest speech ever, but I practiced for four weeks And in that week leading up to that, I had so many sleepless nights, so much anxiety and stress and overwhelm. And I even considered having a shot of vodka, but the event was at 7am. So I thought better not, (laughs) but this was the level of my nerves. And I remember walking into that event, absolutely petrified. And so I was up first. And I did my presentation. I was so nervous that I was flinging my arms around, you know, like one of those inflatable, I don't know what you call them, like floppy dudes with the floppy arms. That was me. And because of that, I accidentally threw the PowerPoint clicker for the slideshow on the floor and I broke it for all of the speakers to come for the rest of the day. Like the biggest disaster. But do you want to know what happened? Right after that, Someone came up to me and they said, Wow, Jess, thank you for sharing. That inspired me. And in that moment, something just clicked and it said, Wow, if I can even just leave someone with one tiny piece, then all of that fear, all of the sleepless nights, all of the overwhelm and stress is so worth it. So I want to encourage you if you're like, Oh, hell yes, let's do a TED talk, I'm going to say, let's do it. (laughs) But if you're maybe like me a few years ago where you're like, oh, hell no, (laughs) I'm just here because I want to learn what you actually did to make that happen. Then I would encourage you to just plant this seed and ask yourself, why not me? Because even just allowing yourself to have that expansive mindset, things start to fall in place and things start to happen. You're more likely to get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. And I would not be here Today, if I hadn't done that one event seven years ago and every day since then committed to getting out of my comfort zone and doing the things that scare me. So, the second part that really allowed me to secure a TED talk in a short amount of time, let me give you a bit of context, right? There are independently run TED events. That's what TEDx is. And all over the world, you know, every city kind of has its own TED. X event. People usually apply for these for years. And while someone might get one pretty quick off the bat, It can often take years and hundreds of pitches before you actually get accepted. Oftentimes it's timing or maybe they've secured someone else with a similar idea or uh, maybe it's just the wrong theme or the wrong timing or it just happens to be whoever the curator is for that event. And so when I was pitching, I did not expect it to happen this quickly, but it did. And I'm so grateful it did because sometimes we have to leap say yes, and then figure out how the hell to do it after. But I want to say one of the biggest reasons why I think my idea was something that they thought, okay, this could be on the TED stage was because I have spent the past seven years getting to know myself on the deepest level. But particularly over the last couple of years, I have been really leaning into what truly makes me unique. What are my superpowers and what makes me stand out as a leader? And these are all things I recently shared in my iconic leadership podcast series. If you scroll back down, I would highly recommend listen to those episodes and is actually something I'm now working with my clients on inside of my iconic leadership mastermind is helping them dig deep, figure out what is it that truly makes you unique? And what is truly going to make you stand out as a leader? That is how I feel like my pitch was able to cut through and be a unique idea. Now, when you pitch for TED, TED Talks, you need to pitch an idea that has never been done before on the TED stage. There have been millions of TED Talks. And I believe we're in an era where it's like almost there's no unique like purely unique ideas. Like it's very, very difficult to come up with a purely unique idea. But what you can do is you can put your own spin on previous concepts. And so that's what I did. Now, my TED Talk is about owning your obnoxiously successful era. And when I typed in kind of, you know, success mindset or fear of success or entrepreneur mindset or delusional thinking or just any key words that could be somewhat related to my topic, guess what? I found a bunch. I found a bunch of TED Talks (laughs) that have a similar topic. But then what I did was I watched them all and I looked at, okay, how is mine different? So if you are really wanting to create a TED Talk, or if you're actually just wanting to create a brand that stands out, then you need to understand this. But what I did was I didn't just look at what is everyone else doing and how can I do it differently? Because guess what? That is not truly grounded in who you are at the core. I got to look at that with insights and take the data from what I was observing from other people's presentations. And then I got to go away and say, okay, based on my area of expertise, based on my own stories, journey, examples throughout my life, and Coupling that with my legacy, what do I want to be known for? What is the impact I want to leave on the world? When I combined all three of those, my area of expertise, my legacy, and my branding, what makes me unique, that is how I came up with my topic for my TED Talk. Because again, and this is with business in general, whether you're doing a TED Talk or not, please, please, please do not just choose a topic because it is trending right now. Because that's going to have you flip-flopping all damn day. That's going to have you going down one route and then changing your mind and then trying to follow the new trend and then changing that and then following the new trend. It is not sustainable for long-term business. And when I'm doing something like a TED Talk, this is going on the official TED YouTube channel for people to watch for years and years and years and years and years and years. So I needed to choose something that I knew I was still going to be passionate about in years and years to come. Now you don't always have to, but I thought if I want to leave my true legacy on the world, but also if people are going to be watching this, like, do I want them to know me for that forever? These are all things that I started to think about and it can be hard. It is probably one of the hardest things to figure out. And I recently did a workshop with my clients inside of my iconic leadership mastermind to help them with this. We did the inner work to pull out what truly makes them them. We started to look through their entire past and entire journey for what are their superpowers. And then when they thought they had all of the pieces there, I kind of flipped it on the head for them. And then we were able to pull out a core legacy message. And honestly, every single one of them, we are only like three weeks into this mastermind, every single one of them could use that as their TED talk. So you can really start to think about all of those elements when you are pitching for your topic. Last thing you want to do is talk about a topic that you're like, oh shit, in a year's time, like, oh hell no, I don't want to be known for that. That's not why my business is about. That's not what my brand is about. You want to choose something that you can truly stand behind. So just know that these kind of things can take some time. And if I had tried to do a TED talk maybe two or three years ago, or I wasn't completely clear on what is that message that makes me me? It probably wouldn't have landed and I'm not sure that they would have accepted it either. So really tap into your uniqueness because you all have it. No matter how boring you think your journey is, I used to think my journey is boring. I haven't gone through any severe trauma or I haven't had a severe car accident or one of my mentors, you know, is missing an entire arm. And I used to think my story isn't worthy of being heard because I haven't had that traumatic experience. But you know what? Being afraid of success because I'm a high achiever may not be relatable to everyone. But when you then craft the story in a way that can land with everyone, you all have a story that needs to be heard. So I would encourage you to even just start with sharing on your social media and claim that. Claim that story and claim that impact that you want to leave on the world and then go full speed ahead of it. So once I had kind of my story or my topic formulated, I went full speed ahead. Even though I set my goal three months ago, I did not procrastinate. I did have a little time of resistance though, because I got deep in, let me figure out exactly how to do this. And I maybe got stuck in a little bit of perfectionism when we're striving for big, huge goals. And so I found myself creating a spreadsheet of all of the TED events in all of Australia and even some internationally. Because I thought if I have more on my spreadsheet, then when I'm ready to pitch, I'm more likely to get a yes. And while that is absolutely true, I found myself getting stuck in creating this spreadsheet behind the scenes. And I stopped myself because I noticed this pretty quickly. And I said, "Um, Jess, what are you avoiding? Because I was avoiding having to actually send that pitch. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to choose two that are in Perth and I'm going to pitch for those two right now. Then, as I add more to my spreadsheet, find the info that I need to be able to pitch to those, then I will pitch. But as I shared, I pitched to those two on a Monday and by a Wednesday, I had a response. So I never ended up using my damn fancy spreadsheet with all of the events. I went full speed ahead. I didn't wait for it to fall into my lap. I found people who had done it before and learned from them. I researched a ton and I figured it out and then I took action. This is applicable to any goal. If you want to fast track your goal, find people who have done it before and learn from them. Research a ton and trial and error sometimes is one of the best ways to like figure it out. But the main thing you need to do is make sure you're taking action. So I thought I'd unpack a little bit like how do you actually pitch then? So first things first on the official TEDx website, they actually have a listing of all of the upcoming events. Now each TEDx location will have a different process. They like to keep it fun, right? But it's organized independently. So each location has their own process. The majority of them will make you pitch. So often they have a form on their website that then you fill it out and you have to apply to every location separately, by the way. So you'd fill out the form. Some of them require you to have a one minute video. The ones that I applied to actually didn't. So you'll be able to find that application information on all of the independent websites. And on the main TEDx website, you can actually filter by location. So I then cut it down to Australia. But if I really wanted to, I was going to also be pitching to the USA because they have way more over there. And I thought, you know what? I'm willing to travel. Maybe you're not willing to travel so you can narrow it down. But I thought if I really want to make this goal happen, you know, my motto where there's a will, there is always a way just depends how willing you are to do it. Because if I didn't get that TEDx secured now, you know what? I would have probably pitched 100 by now because the more you pitch, the more chance you have of landing one as well. So once you find the ones you want to pitch to, like I said, go onto their own websites and find the information on how to pitch. Now, a lot of them only open their application process six to 12 months before the actual event. So you'd want to be looking quite far in advance. But the one that I actually applied to still had the application open three months before the event. So again, they all vary, but with a rough rule of thumb, it's looking at about six months before the actual event happens that you'll want to start making sure you're sending out your pitches so that you've got your best chance. Some actually have their applications open all of the time. So you can pitch anytime. And then when they get around to it, whenever it is for them, they will then go through all of the applications that they've received throughout the year. Once you apply, you hope for the best, but in order to apply you, you do need your idea and not all of them are going to reply. Some other TEDx ones that I found, particularly there was one in Queensland where actually you cannot apply. They curate it by, I don't know, to be honest, how they find people, but they're searching social media, they're searching just online. And so another great thing that you can start to do is build up your platform, build up your profile and start to post some content. That is unique to you. That is unique to you, your story and your brand. Because one, that's going to build your brand and business in general, which is what we need to be doing. But two, you never know who is watching or who might see your videos. So that's going to be really, really powerful. Now, once I secured my TED Talk, this is where the work began. (laughs) That all sounds like a lot of work. Let me tell you, when you actually get your TED Talk. So TED Talks, you may have noticed if you've watched them. They are a particular kind of format. And while different speeches have different formats, it is not just a lecture. It is also not just a speech. Normally, I would go in with a bit of a rough plan and kind of wing it and not wing it purely, but kind of just speak from my brain with a rough plan, making sure I hit on some key points. But with a TED talk, there is such a format that is what they really like and what they really need in order for it to be really engaging, in order to fit your whole entire idea in 18 minutes. So it has to be less than 18 minutes. Otherwise you get cut off and your video does not get posted on the official TED YouTube. So I had to then script out my speech. And I worked with one of the team from TEDx at UWA that I was in with making sure that that was finessed. Then, because I don't normally work off a script, then I had to start memorizing and memorizing is not my favorite thing to do, but I started memorizing. And in the past few days, to be honest, I had a rehearsal on Wednesday, four days away from the actual event. And I thought, let me try without my notes. I could not remember a thing. But do you know what? Failing at that rehearsal by trying not to use my notes, but completely forgetting actually meant that now I remember. And this is true throughout business in general. Like sometimes we have to forget or screw up or fail in order to see our blind spots in order to say, oh shit, I didn't actually remember that part. And then when we do see where it actually goes, where we take away the training wheels, we take away the notes, we take away the safety blanket and we leap, we actually end up way, way stronger. So because I did that, then on my way home, I thought, okay, let me try and do this on my way home. And I would get three quarters of the way through my speech and think, Oh shit. I missed a whole section. Like, where does that go? I can't remember. How does that fit in? What order does it go in? I absolutely cannot remember. And throughout my speech, I'm also quoting certain facts and stats. So I have to get it right because they want to know that those stats are credible and correct. So there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure there. And then in the last day, the way that I've really been working to try and memorize this, and this is really cool for anything, whether you're speaking, speaking on stage, whether you just want to get more familiar with certain things. I tested my brain out in different environments. If you only practice in one environment, guess what? Your memory is anchored to that location. And then you get on the damn big stage and your memory is back at home. That's not going to work. So I started, I went to the beach. I did it while I was laying down at the beach. Then I went for a walk. So there was not one location there as well. Then when I got home, I did it in different rooms. And I also did a version while I was walking. Then once I thought I had it pretty good by then, I decided that I actually have another event that I'm hosting next week for my own business. And I thought, let me try and pack these goodie bags while I recite and rehearse my speech. To myself and i did that pretty well so i was really putting my memory to the test and the last test that i did this morning was on my way to the final rehearsal i had my music on on the radio which normally i cannot focus if i have music i had the music playing while i was practicing so i really tested out my memory in so many different ways so that i can recall it and i created more neural pathways So that that recall would be foolproof on the day when I have added nerves and pressure and audience and all of that as well. So it's been a process and it's been an incredible process because when we leap, you don't have to be ready. I was not ready to do a TED talk. I don't think I ever would have been ready. But when you choose a goal, when you set your sights on it, when you say, why not me? And you leap headfirst in. You will figure it out because you have to, because you have to, you've got a deadline. That is how we fast track growth and get to those goals way, way sooner than if you waited until things were perfect. If I kept waiting until I memorized my notes until I thought, okay, I don't need my notes anymore. I never would have remembered it. So some few key takeaways here. Ask yourself, why not me? Leap before you're ready. Don't wait until you're ready because you never will be ready. Let yourself fail. Let yourself stumble. Take away those training wheels. Take away those notes or the safety blanket that you're holding onto and allow yourself to screw up because we all start somewhere. You cannot start as a perfectionist. You cannot start as the absolute pro unless you first messed up and failed a little bit on that path as well. So I hope this has been helpful. I would love to know how this is landing i would love to know are you going to try for a ted talk are you going to pitch because i'll hold you accountable on that as well i would love 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 to know so my dms are always open and i cannot wait to hear from you send me a message at jess.williamson8